It was just a good day. Tonight, uh, if you will turn to John chapter 10, I want to talk about the wonderful gifts of God that He gives to us. I, uh, this would be the first year that I don't have to wrap presents. My daughter is doing it for me, and my wife got her to do it for me. I usually wrap presents for a week, but uh, my daughter has done it for me, and, and I thank the Lord for that. But as, as you sit around wrapping presents and thinking about each present for each one of them, as you go around and think about their own personalities, every one of our kids has got different personalities. And I've told people ever since I've been preaching, don't ever treat one of your kids different than the other one. They're all precious. They're just different. Amen? And I know what runs on many a child is when a mother or a daddy picks one of their kids in their family and loves them more than they do the rest of them. And that's just not a good thing to do. You love each one of them for what they are. And God gave them what they are. Amen? And, and I've thought about it as, as we would wrap the presents over and put them under the tree. we got them all under the tree now ready for them. And as I'd go put them under the tree, I'd, I'd look at them and, and think about this personality and this gift, what it was and what it was going to mean to them. And I thought, they're going to have a good time with them. And I, and I thank the Lord for it. And I was thinking about that. I said, you know, I'm God's child. And God has given me so much in my lifetime. And so I thought I'd go through the Bible and just mention some of God's gifts to every one of His children. In John chapter 10, I'd like to begin to read verse 22. And it was at Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about Him and said unto Him, How long doest thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I said unto you, you believe not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But you believe not, because you are not all my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I am my Father one. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Pray with me. Father, we love your word. We love the way that you give us gifts in your word. And sometimes we just need to go back and reminisce and go your word to see really how real good you are to us in these gifts. So we ask for your blessings tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was going through, the greatest gift of all, of course, is our Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. John 3.16 God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. I can't get over the fact that God the Father gave His only begotten Son for me being a sinner that I am. Jesus was given for me, and it was given for you. No greater gift can you give than that. God gave us eternal life. John 17, verse 2. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, 
that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. John twenty, or John 10, verse 28 says, And I give unto them eternal life. Any sane thinking person knows that this is not all they are to life, the life that we're living now. No one is ever uh, just done away with. Everyone lives somewhere, somewhere forever. The Bible calls living in heaven with Christ Jesus eternal life. That is, living joyfully, peacefully, in glory, in the presence of Almighty God forever. But some will not go to heaven. And the Bible calls hell and all that goes with hell, eternal death, or dying eternally. Think about this. I thank God every day of my life for eternal life. What a gift in Christ Jesus. Living eternally in a glorified body with the Lord Jesus Christ and with all our loved ones. Thirdly, God gave us eternal, His eternal Word, the Bible. In John 17, if you'll just turn over just a little bit further. In John 17, please. And I want to read you beginning in verse 8. For I, give, for I have given unto them the words which thou hast gavest me. And they have received them, and have known surely that I came out from thee, and they have believed that thou didst send me. Go down to verse 14. And I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Now Jesus is praying for everybody that ever was saved, and ever will be saved, and he's praying for them, and he said, I pray for them, I have given them thy word. There's no other book like the Bible. It was by the Bible I met the Lord Jesus Christ by faith. It was by the Bible I lived daily by faith. It is by the Bible I get peace in hard times. It's by the Bible I learn how to be successful in this world. And I don't know how I could ever live in this world without God's word to guide me. Amen. Because the Bible says that He orders our steps. He takes care of us and leads and guides us. I need God's Bible. And He said He gave it to us. God gives us peace. John 14, verse 27. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. I was talking to my wife this, this afternoon. We were sitting around the table and I'd been going over our finances and just looking at them and getting scared to death and the way the times are and everything, worrying myself. I said, I have worried myself crazy the last two days about our finances, and I'm so troubled with it. And I said, I'm going to call my finance guy at Merrill Lynch and just talk to him a little bit, see how things are going. I called him. He, he said, Mr. Strong, if, if, you, if anybody, if you got enough money to live off your income the best you can, and not touch your savings for a while till we get through this mess. You're a successful person. He said, you're there. Quit worrying. <laughs> I got off the phone. I told my wife, I'm about as stupid as dirt. You know? If God tells us to trust Him, not our bank, and not those around Him, just trust Him. And we don't have to worry if we trust Him. 
Because Romans chapter 5, verse 1 through 10, said we now have peace with God. It's a wonderful thing to lay down your head and not worry about where your next meal is going to come from or the clothes on your back or, or food on your table or whatever. Because we know, according to God's Word, we can have peace about it. God said He'll take care of us. God gives us faith. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, For by grace are you saved through faith, that not yourself is a gift of God. You know how many people I've tried to lead the Lord with the Bible? And I read it and I say, this is God's Word. Do you believe this is God's Word? And they say, I wish I could. Just like that. I wish I could. And they, they really just can't see it. They can't grasp it that this is the Word of God. And then I come to the realization, that's a gift of God. God gives you that gift of faith to believe in God. You don't get that on your own. He gives it to you. And notice something else you do it. These things are hard to believe when you think about it. Some of them would say, that sure takes a lot of faith to believe in all that that the Bible talks about. And I say, yes, it does. i never seen God in reality, in person. i never seen the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you prove the Bible is the Word of God? And on and on and on. By faith. That's it. And it's a wonderful, peaceful feeling to have faith in whatever the Bible says, I know it's going to be all right. I know it's the Word of God. Now, I thank God He gives me faith just to trust and believe Him. Many people don't have that. God gives us the gift of the church. In Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 18, He talks about that He's going to build His church upon what Peter said, and it's a gift of God. You know what? I've been pastoring this church all these years. I've never once took it for granted the people that come to this church. If it's a handful or if it's a building full, it's still God's church. And every time I say, I love the people. It's not the building. It's the people and loving people. I love to hear people at Sunday. I don't know how many people come up to it. I love you, preacher. You know what that means to anybody? Not just me as a preacher, but to anybody. Uh, little kids and people, moms and dads that hadn't even been here in a while come up to me and say, I love you for being here, preacher. That's the church. That's what it's all about. And having people to love you and care for you and pray for you and give and when you need, they're there for you. If there's one thing I've learned, brother, is the church will be there for you. If, it, if the church has any money, if the church doesn't have any resources, if you get down to the place you need it, the people will somehow or another, they get it done. And they help one another. That's a gift of God. And I thank God for it. Amen. Stand with me, would you please? Father, we can never, never give back to You. As much as we try, we can never give back to You what You've done for us. But we're so thankful for it. And we never want to get to that place if we don't have that thankful and praiseful heart that we look up to you and say, thank you, Lord, for you taking care of me. All I have, all I ever hope to be, you've done it. And we thank you for it. Bless your people tonight, we pray now in Jesus' name. Watch over and keep us and all our loved ones. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight.